Welcome to another edition of the Superflight NBA Show. You're Andy Goldsworthy of NBA shows because nature is art and art is nature. And then it becomes photography and everybody's happy. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Joe Borelli, coming at you from my studio in Brooklyn, New York. It is Monday, June 5th. We recorded this show. I recorded this show with John Hill of the Super Hoopers yesterday on June 4th, Sunday, right before the uh, the game last night. So you'll hear us go into things, and it's a day old by now, but it's fine. It's still relevant, I think. Uh, we pre- predicted, I think correctly, the... Uh, the game last night, so, you know, give a listen. I'm not going to do a super long intro this morning because I went really long. We went really long yesterday and talked a lot about the Sixers, and we talked a lot about, a little bit about the NBA Finals, and uh, yeah, so I'm going to let you guys get to it, but I did want to mention that um, in light of everything that's happening, and uh, my thoughts go out to the victims in London, and uh, w- with regards to us pulling out of the Paris Agreement, I think you all, if you're interested, go check out the book, The Case for Impeachment by Alan J. Lickman, who's been successfully predicting the presidential outcome since 1984. He missed two years. But other than that, it's a really good book. It's very informative. It's not only like uh, contemporary about what's happening right now in politics, but it also goes back and talks about, um, you know, some historical things and impeachments years past and how race relations race relations in this country could have been smoothed out a long, long time ago. Uh, but because we've always had people sort of like our dumbass in charge right now, things are still in a state of flux. Not state of flux. People are still racist as hell, and it makes me sad and disgusted by our current situation. Um, and that's all. I don't want to get too much into it. I'm not going to talk politics to you guys today. I'm not going to talk much of anything. Just go check out that book if you want. And uh, John Hill's coming right up. It's a good podcast. We go really long. So hang in there. But it's if you're a Sixers fan, it's well worth your wait. Uh, so after these messages, uh, we'll be right back. Are you sick of paying big money to the electric companies? Well, we've got the solution for you. The solar panel. Wait a second. No, that's not what this is an ad for. It's actually an ad for the solar panel of Phoenix Suns podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Greg Esposito, and myself, Tim Tompkins, and Dave King of Bright Side of the Sun are excited to bring you this weekly look at everything going on in the world of the Phoenix Suns. There's some fun debate, mailbag, anything and everything you could want from a Suns discussion. We bring it to you as part of the Almighty Baller Network. So subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play. You can find us on Stitcher. It's the the solar panel, a Suns podcast. Uh, anyway, hey man, why don't you introduce yourself to my listeners? All right, hey everyone, I'm John Hill. I'm one half of the Super Hoopers with uh, on Almighty Baller Network uh, with my podcasting partner Matt Hill. He's my brother in basketball, not my real brother. Uh, I do have a real brother named Jim. Uh, I talk basketball with him, too, but not on a podcast. Uh, but, yeah, we're, that's what we do. We just kind of watch games, talk about them, try to do a little of the lighter side. We're not much of uh, X's and O's kind of guys. Uh, that's not really our thing. Um, then we just try to play fun games like Get At Me Dog, which is where we pick an NBA player each week and try to tweet at them and get a response. Uh, we do a lot of hot takes. We'll take you down to Take City just just to see how crazy we can get. <laughs> And, uh, you know, just a bunch of fun, dumb stuff. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Well, welcome to the Super Flight. Anyway, yeah, man, let's talk some NBA. You want to talk about the finals? Yeah. 
Yeah, me, it was uh, it was a kind of a boring game. Yeah, it was. It, was, uh, it started out great. I thought it was going to be a lot of fun, and then yeah, it kind of took a nosedive. Um, it did take a nosedive, but if you remember last year, that's kind of what happened up into Game Seven. Oh yeah, right? you for know, sure. The first six games were blowouts, and then the Game Seven was the greatest thing we've ever seen. It's true, and that's all we ever remember too. It's the only thing oh, we remember about the finals. We just want that, that game over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, but I was gonna say like I was we were emailing back and forth a bit, and I just had some thoughts like, is it possible that the Warriors might actually sw- they you know people are talking about them sweeping? They're really really good um and their offense is incredible but even more so what struck me was their defense was just insane man they were all over the court they were they were trapping and stunting and switching on everything and they turned the calves over i think 20 times something like that when you have four legitimate star defenders like in iguodala draymond green clay thompson and there was a fourth guy that I can't remember now. <laughs> oh, Kevin Durant. Um, oh, yeah, that yeah, guy. That guy. Um, man, it's going to be really hard for Cleveland to do anything offensively. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, my big thought is overall, like, I think here's, here's my big take on, on the finals. I think for the whole year, we have been, as NBA fans, uh, kind of burying our heads in the sand as far as who the Warriors are, right? Because when so? you step, because when you step back, this is remember last year they won seventy three wins, mm-hmm. right? They have the record; they are the greatest all time regular season team. And then they added Kevin Durant. All right, that's like equivalent to the ninety six Bulls trading Luke Longley. For Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> and, right, so now you have this super team, right, that we've kind of pretended isn't the greatest team ever assembled on paper. And for some reason, we still think LeBron might pull this off. And what that says is how great LeBron James really is. Oh, for because sure. Because in, rea- in reality, the Warriors should go 16-0, and 0, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like in any regular sense, if if two years ago we were like, hey, we're going to put this team together and they're going to play LeBron, J.R. Smith, a broken Darren Williams, you know, and all this, we'd be like, oh, no, there's no way. But the fact that LeBron is still like you said, like, wait a minute, the Cavs still might pull this off. There's a chance we doubt they'll get swept. You know, maybe it'll go to game seven. Maybe it'll go to game six is like such a testament to who LeBron James is as a player. Because we like if if that 96 Bulls plus Olajuwon, like what would we expect Charles Barkley to beat them? No. No. And Charles Barkley is an is one of the greatest players of all right. time. But that's how different LeBron James is. That it's, either you and me won't just be like, "Yes, of course they're going to get swept." That team is unstoppable. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. And by the way, if you took LeBron James off the Cavs, they don't make the the, the finals. No. They don't. There's no way. They don't. I mean, like, Kyrie's great offensively. Kevin Love's great, I mean, as a rebounder and a, a, making three points, but, like, he can't defend anything. And we saw that the other night. 
He got he got burnt so bad every time they got him in a pick and roll, man. Forget it. He's he's he can't get back in time. He cannot defend the way they need him to. I don't the whole team is LeBron James. You are absolutely correct. And there's this debate now about who's greater. Michael Jordan or LeBron James, right? And it's kind yeah. of a silly argument to have, really. Absolutely. Like, for starters, LeBron is not done with his career. And it's going to be a longer career than MJ had to begin with anyways. Um, absolutely. But just the, as you're saying, the point you're making is like just the fact that he got like Michael Jordan. I don't, you know, I don't want to speak ill of Michael Jordan. I, I, I it's, absolutely, it's, absolutely. it's hard to say anything like negative about Jordan. And like, I don't want to take Jordan down to bring LeBron up, but I don't think we need to. You're absolutely correct. This is the seventh finals in a row. He's doing all this stuff on his back. He hasn't had to play defense. And now, you know, we know that he still can, but he's really going to have to step up his defensive ability. But he did it last year. And by the way, I, I'm not really that concerned about them losing game one because he always loses game one. Yeah. And probably yeah, game fine. two, too. And like everybody immediately, all the talking heads are like, oh, my God, the Warriors are going to sweep. The Warriors are going to they're going to win it in five. I'm like, yeah, I don't maybe get, calm down just a little bit. Like it's, yeah. it's still it's like we got six more games to go. You saw what happened last year. By the way, I did for some dumb reason, take the Cavs in seven. <laughs> I know, Ooh, that's, I a good know bet. that's not going to happen. I'm always wrong about the finals. Always. I don't think I've ever called one right, but it's fine because, you know, predictions are stupid and I'm a stupid guy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I said going into it, like I didn't, I, I don't really have a great sense of it. You know, like this was last year. I was one of the few, like me and Matt would talk about it on our pod. A lot. Matt was like, the Warriors are going to beat them. Warriors are going to beat them. It's over. And I kept saying, I don't know. You never know what happens, especially with LeBron James. And he pulled it off. And it was the, one of the greatest, I, I think, NBA series of all time. And also just down 3-1 and like, I mean, geez, the block, right? Yeah, like, right. like, that's what we're going to remember for oh, the yeah. rest of our lives. Uh, it was incredible. But then you switch Harrison Barnes. I know. <laughs> With Kevin Durant. And I was going to make that joke earlier. You were like, well, they got Kevin Durant. I'm like, well, don't forget, they had to give up Kevin. I mean, <laughs> they had to give Harrison. up Harrison Barnes to get him. Listen. <laughs> right? Listen. Like, yeah. you mean the guy that no one wanted? Yeah. The guy that was like the weak link. Poor Harrison and- Barnes. I was thinking about this the other day, too. He was so highly touted coming out of high school. He was on, wasn't he on the cover of like Sports Illustrated when he was in, like, uh. Uh, he was great. <laughs> yeah. And he's still good. He's I good. still like him. Right. He's good. He's fine. He's good. Yeah. He's fine. But he's not Kevin Durant. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's not Kevin Durant. He's really and, not. And, you know, and I looked at it also this way, you know, like, look, for the Warriors, you need one good Kevin Durant game. Great game. One good Steph game. One Clay game. One Dre game. And that's your four wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. If Clay, like, yes, he's playing poorly lately, but if he scores 35 and a quarter, that's one win. Yeah, it's true. You know, and we and know like, he has the ability to do it. He's done it and before, had, and he's done it before. Um, I don't know about but, thirty-five and a quarter, but yeah, he's done. Yeah, I think it was he did like or thirty. Yeah, it, it was, was something insane. insane. Either way, yeah, you know. So I just think that that's kind of what we're looking at, and I've said this year, I don't know what's going to happen because I'll never count out LeBron James, and nor should you. Right. And, you know, just like you wouldn't count out Jordan or Magic, you know, some of the or Bird, some of these, you know, Mount Rushmore type guys. Um, but the like but the only thing I couldn't see was a Cavs sweep. You know, I just yeah. didn't see that happening. But I did see a Warrior sweep. 
Like that was never out of the question. Now, I didn't know how much I expected it or anything, but if in four games the Warriors swept, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'd say, yeah, no, no, I absolutely believe it. Right. They should have won last year. They're the greatest regular season team and they added Kevin Durant. Like, yeah. what are we talking here, guys? You know, like, um, I hope it isn't a sweep and I hope, I do, I am rooting for uh, the Cavs just for the fun of it. Because I think the Warriors have become the most unlikable team in the league by far. Yeah, and but even, listen, I, I totally agree with you. But even in that, I don't feel the same way about the Warriors as I do, say, about the Patriots, who I freaking despise. Oh, oh the <laughs> Patriots are the worst. Now, that's a whole other level. Yeah, like, if right, we're gonna exactly. We're going to open it up to, like, you know. Like, they're not uh, the Cowboys of the 90s. They're not the Patriots of now. Exactly, they're, yeah. They're, they're hated, but only because they're so good. But they're also just a really likable team. I don't. I do oh, not really? Dislike, you like them? I don't dislike them. I'm, I'll say this. I'm, I'm happy that they're winning and not the Lakers. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. The There's Lakers a team I really don't like. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I, I was fine with the Warriors a couple years ago, but... And, like, look, I like Steph. I do like Steph. Uh, I like Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond, I think, is the most annoying player ever, but I, I respect the hell out of him. Like, that dude hustles. and like oh, I, yeah. I, like that guy is a amazing player, but I think he's just like kind of a whiny. He like, he well totally, but he's also a super smart guy. Like I love listening oh, he's to so him smart. talk. He's also really funny, and like that guy does everything on the court. His defensive capabilities are just they're phenomenal. He's it's out of this world. It's next level. He's an amazing player. But I oh, get what I you're think, saying. Yeah. The yeah. other thing about it though is like I I feel like the Warriors have built up some sort of um, charisma or not charisma, but like a What's the what's the thing? Um, God, I hate it when I forget my words. <laughs> uh, um, karma, some good karma. Oh yeah, Be- sorry. Because, oh, you think they have good karma? Yeah, well, just because like they've sucked for so long, <laughs> for so oh, many oh, years, oh, they oh, were just oh, a laughing stock. Yep. Historically, yeah, they were never. Historically, I give you that. Always you a that. side note. Them and the Clippers, right? And like, yeah. Now to see them win, it's I, I think most people are fine with it. At least, you know, for maybe just this year still. If we keep going and they keep getting into the, the finals every single season for like the next six years in a row, that's gonna be tough to swallow. Then that's gonna be tough. Yeah. Then they will be hated. But uh, Yeah. And it, and it's like, look, I'm not I'm not I, I also think Kevin Durant has like recently become very whiny. Uh, if you listen to him on the Bill Simmons podcast and all this other stuff, like him complaining about the media and all that stuff. Is that recent just, or are we just noticing it more now? Well, I think that's probably part of it. Yeah. And I think we notice it more because, you know, he was whiny and stuff. But, you know, when you're not winning the championship, when you're dealing with Russell Westbrook and OKC, like, OK, we'll forgive you. Yeah. But when you leave that to join the greatest regular season team of all time. Like now you get to stop whining. Yeah. You know, you have to like, just shut up. You have to just shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. Yeah. Like you get it, you know, like you have a great spot, you know, and it's fine. I'm not going to judge you. Like, Hey, I say if, you know, if Google wanted to hire us to do a job, we'd be like, wow, Google's the best company in the world or whatever. And I would love to do it. And I would leave whatever to do it. And so I don't have a problem him being like, I think the Warriors played the best style of basketball. You know, if Chris Paul wants to go to the Spurs, I'd get it. I'd go to the best job I could. Totally fine. But don't pretend like what you did, what you did wasn't like screwed up the competition of the league. Right. You know, right. You have to own that move. You just have to own it. Yeah. Just be like, this is what I did. 
you know, this is, I, I, I want to play, I love this style, I want to play this, this is where I want to be, you know, and let's do it. Yeah, that's But fair. obviously he didn't do that because he's Kevin Durant, and he's just like a whiny dude. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. He is a little bit yeah. whiny. I, I feel like he Fine. has sort of owned it, but also not, not completely. I, I think he's just bad at being a bad guy, and just, just more whiny than he is bad. I don't know. Like when LeBron went to Miami, he had to accept, he had to own the role of being the villain, right? Oh yeah. Everyone hated his guts because it was so public and he was so dumb about it. Not his fault. I think it was more of his handlers, but like, yeah, it was his team. He had no choice, but to be like, yeah, okay. I'm an asshole. Yeah. I'm going to win anyway. Durant's not really doing that. He's like, he will admit that he went there because he wants to win. He will admit that he likes the style of playing basketball, but he's also going to be like, you know, He's a little wishy-washy about it, and I think that's what makes it annoying. If that it's makes very sense. annoying, and I think the other thing that makes me really annoyed about him is his game is so good, but it's like it's not really fun to me. Really, Kevin Durant's yeah. game is not fun to you. <laughs> it's not fun to me. What What's Kevin Durant's special special move? I mean, everything. Everything is yeah, his that's special weak. move. That's yeah, weak. Right, that's, that's weak. That's weak. Uh, you know what I mean? Like where I look at like Steph Curry, man. Well, there's yeah, nothing. Steph Curry hits a three for thirty-five. You know, but Durant even, can do all of that. He can drive to the he can drive to the rim. I mean, he doesn't have one specialty yeah. move like LeBron. I get what you're saying. Like LeBron, his his thing is he'll drive to the rim and you can't stop yeah. him. But not even that. He just doesn't do it with any style. He's not cool. Like his dunks are like, eh. Wow, this like is I, like this is I'm a like, hot hey, takery here, man. Oh man, yeah, I, I bring it. I, <laughs> I think bring my it. ears are on fire right now. Good, good. I think like, he's his... got a really beautiful. Actually, I think he, the way he moves is kind of gazelle-like. He's very, he's very light on his feet for a seven-foot dude. He moves. No, gazelles so get fluidly. eaten. No, get gazelles eaten. are we get eaten by lions. <laughs> well, who's the lion then? Oh, every, LeBron. <laughs> you got Westbrook. Westbrook's the lion. Oh, fair. I love watching Westbrook. I love watching guys like Dame. See, Even Harden, you're like, wow, that guy, like when he his step back three is so nasty. There's just nothing Durant, there's just nothing cool about him. He's just like taller than everyone and he's like oh, good. Come on, come on. I honestly think I think like his his thing is that he's so fluid on the court, right? He's just he's a dynamic player, but like really sneakily in a weird way. He just He's he, very dynamic. But I think when he was it was better at OKC because you saw it. Now he's like like one of the the four, you know, and the all four have personality and something cool. He's just kind of like there now. I I'm suppose just, I'm just maybe, not buying it. Maybe his star power has diminished a bit because he's in the same sky with another four stars that are just as bright. Maybe is that yeah, what you're saying? That's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's just he's. A, I just I'm over him. I'm off off Kevin Durant. I used <laughs> to like done. you, Kevin Durant. You're done. You've been you're breaking up. Oh, yeah, sad. it's I'm over. Sorry. I'm sorry. over. Sorry. Go hang out with Bill Simmons. <laughs> I mean, but then again, look, wouldn't, hey, wouldn't you... Durant, if Durant texted me, I'd be like, yo, Durant's the best player of all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're besties, man. <laughs> yeah, we're besties, dude. We're besties. That's it. I love them. Yeah. You're so, both going to anyway. buy some uh, rompers together, go out. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anybody could convince you to wear a romper, it'd probably be him, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Westbrook might. Yeah, yeah. I bet you Westbrook would actually wear one. Oh, absolutely. He probably invented the romper. Probably. He's probably wearing yeah. one right now somewhere. Anyway, yeah, listen. Absolutely. The real reason you came enough about the finals. Who do you got tonight? Let's, let's real quick. Uh, I would say probably the Warriors again. Yeah, I think I'm on board with that. I think it goes 2-2 yeah. two, two, and then it's up in the air. 
Yeah, and I think the Cavs will definitely win one at least, you know, at home. Maybe game three or maybe game four. I think they'll win game four, and so then you, I think that'll be it, though. So you still have – oh, you have the Warriors winning in five? Uh, I still have it. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a safe bet, man. It's a safe bet. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. <laughs> like, I have, exactly. I don't even believe that the, the Warriors are going to lose. Seriously. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I've been wrong before, so. Well, that's fair. You know, yeah, but they're just so good. They're so good. Yeah. They're and, really- and it's not just the, the talent. It's also, their st- like you were saying earlier, their style, their defense. It's like they're they're just an amazing team. You but know? you know what? You know what? Having said that, though, uh, I don't find them that much fun to watch, to be honest with you. It's just the too, Warriors. Yeah, it's just too good. Oh. It's like, yeah. I'm, what am I watching? Like, there's nothing you can't do. This is This is not exciting basketball. Exactly, but it's because Durant has no specialty. No, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing That's to do thing. with Durant. I'm talking about the whole team. They're no, fun to watch, but they're he, also just... he, he has taken away the shine of Steph's you know, crazy dribbling, his 35-footers. He doesn't do it anymore because he has to, you know, which is smart. It's better basketball, and it's yeah. more efficient, and it's smart. But just as a fan, it's just not nearly as exciting. That's fair. That's fair. Although Steph was pretty much lighting it up the other night. I'm just saying. Steph's great. He's amazing. <clears throat> he's, we all, by the way, we, we forget how good that dude is. Two-time MVP. You, the only unanimous MVP in the league ever. I think he's pretty good. He's great. He's great. He's, he's nasty. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. the real reason you came on today was to talk yeah. about some Sixers with <clears throat> me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, let's talk some Sixers, buddy. This is great because I've never I, on our podcast. Matt is a sometimes Lakers fan, mm. and he never he never gets a I never get to talk just hardcore nerd out on the Sixers. Well, like it's always it's always the superficial stuff, or it's just Matt making fun of me. Uh, but like let's let's get into it. I love it. Yeah, dude, um, you've come to the right place. I don't Perfect. get to talk to them much either because I try and be an NBA podcast. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know where my heart lies. I mean, yeah. me and you, that's we all. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, quiet times in Sixers land. Uh, one thing that's been on my brain a lot lately with regards yeah, to the yeah. Sixers is that, have is it me or have Sixers fans just like all of a sudden come out of the woodwork? They're everywhere. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden. Everywhere. Like everywhere. everywhere. You never... Listen, where was everyone when Eddie Jordan was coaching this team to 27 wins? Like nowhere. Nowhere. Nobody was around. Why? But why would you? That doesn't I was there. You were there, <laughs> yeah, because you're crazy. Well, that might be true. <laughs> you, you barely know? know me and you already picked that up. I know, right? <laughs> um, um Yeah, no, I get it. But look, this is the thing that and this is the genius of Sam Hinkie, is he said if you get a superstar, that'll change your franchise. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. They got Joel Embiid. He is so much what we need as a city, uh, what we want at, from not only a basketball standpoint, from but from a personality. Uh, you know, he's Iverson in that way, where Iverson was more than just a basketball player. You know, Iverson had, uh, you know, the street stuff. He was cool. He was hip. It brought excitement. Joel's doing it in his own way. You know, it's a little more funny. It's a little more how Shaq did it. Yeah. You know, but that's why people love Shaq. And, you know, and that's what basically Hinky was saying. He was like, look, if you have your, you know, your Andre Iguodala's, your Mo Harkless, your Vucevic's, you know, like your your Elton Brand, old broken Elton Brand, <laughs> you're not going to be exciting. No. But as soon as you get that superstar and that's what you tank for, as soon as you get that dynamic player. Now, look. 
Embiid's personality is a bonus, you know, because because yeah. if he was just played that well, like we'd still love him. But now you see, you know, I went to a game with my brother when I was back home and the whole place was packed. Yeah. The place was packed and it was just jumping and it's just so fun. And there's I mean, Philly is such a basketball town, you know, and it could be great. And it's like, I mean, y- you remember the Iverson years. Right. Oh, remember, yeah. remember the big Sixers flags on cars were the big thing. Yep. It's just like everywhere you drove is just it was such an exciting time. And for the last 20 years, man, it's been like none of that. It's like none not, of that. Yeah. Since 2001, well, maybe shortly after early 2000s, it's just been nobody gave two shits about Sixers and they no. everyone disappeared. And I mean, I totally blame ownership and management for screwing that all up because they were empathetic and it it trickled it trickled down and nobody nobody cares about that if you're not putting no. your heart into your team and you're not giving people something to root for nobody's going to stick around for that but no. at the same time there was a loyal fan base there that that was dying for what hinky did to happen and absolutely and it just irritates me a little bit that all these bandwagon jumpers are like on it now you know it's just like you guys, like, where were you this whole time? I know you were still there. Where, where were you? Like, you know, all of a sudden, oh, no, you're, you're Oklahoma City fans now, right? Because they're winning. Oh, wait, you're Lakers yeah, yeah, fans, yeah, yeah, right? Because yeah. they're winning. Oh, I mean, screw all you guys. If you if you I jumped know. off the bandwagon, then you're not allowed back. I'm just saying it. <laughs> I know. Hey, I feel you, brother. I feel you. Like, uh, Matt Hill, uh, sorry to plug uh, Super Hoopers again, but he, he that, that's why I dig on him because he's like, I used to be a Lakers fan, but then they were bad, so now I'm not. And uh, he likes to call it uh, being an NBA Ronin, where, <laughs> and I ca- I call it being a sellout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because all you're doing is he's like, ah, oh, now I'm a Spurs fan, now I'm a Golden State fan. They play the best basketball. That's what I like to watch. It's like no, like you got to live in the misery. Yeah, totally. You know, if your if your team is are the Sixers, you got to be there. You got to like you know you got to deal with the Sharon rights of the world. You know you got to <laughs> deal with all that stuff. You gotta you gotta live in it. It's you know? only okay if you're from another country and aren't from exactly. one of the cities. Yeah. If you're exactly. if you're from Australia and you're a Sixers fan now because they have Ben Simmons, that's totally understandable. I get so, that. Yeah, I love it. You I can switch yeah. to whatever team you want because you were not raised in any of those cities. Exactly. I know exactly. this is really stupid, right? Like, there's no reason we, we need to be loyal <laughs> like this. Those teams don't give two shits about us. None. None. none not none. at all. But for some reason, <clears throat> yeah. but we attach ourselves. It's what makes sports great, man. It's like you need to be part of that overall something. You need to be more – you need to become one with – a large group of people for no good yeah. reason, but it, it's uniting, you know? And like, you want to say this, this is where we're from. This is what it, this is us. This is, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's tribalism. Yeah. It's and definitely, it, tribalism. It, it, it's definitely tribalism. Uh, and tribalism could be great. Uh, it also could be bad, mm. you know, as we see, uh, you know, sometimes in politics or the world or things like say, that. I was going to say, go ahead and you know? say something about Trump. <laughs> no, I was trying not to use the T word. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, but you know what I mean? Oh yeah, uh, and I get it. I get it. So, like, look, uh, you know, I've now lived in LA for ten years, um, and it is definitely harder for me to follow the Philadelphia sports like I used to. Right. You know, like I try to explain to people out here because well, the West Coast is very, it's it's they they're not into sports like we are. Right. You know, they don't have the winter months where we have nothing to do. Right. But just you know, they don't have you know talk radio. They don't have CSN that. Like you have to know about every single sports team because it's just, you know, it's in your face all the time. Right. What are the Flyers doing? What are the Eagles doing? What are the Phillies doing? You know, like 
the the soul you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like all the like every, you just know because it is a sports town uh and then you know moving out here it's 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 harder you know like i don't know what the phillies are up to as much i don't i don't know anything about the flyers but i used to love the flyers yeah uh but so i keep up with the sixers and i keep up with uh the eagles recently too um but it's hard you know and especially i could see it like when your team when the ownership and the team doesn't give put in their half of trying it's hard for a uh, more of a casual fan to be really into it you know for sure for sure yeah so speaking of, but yeah. go ahead what were you gonna say <clears throat> i was gonna say but the thing about philadelphians are you know like if you give them a good team they'll they'll show up oh yeah you know and it's like a lot of these and i and i and i get your point about some of the casual fans showing up but i also look at it as like look you know maybe they're diehard eagles fans diehard phillies fans and they also love the Sixers, but when the Sixers are so bad and not trying, it's hard to be that enthusiastic, you know? Yeah. So I hope a lot of them, you know, used to be Sixers fans and care actually passionately and it's not a fake thing, which I think out a lot of times in other cities, especially L.A., like, you know, a lot of the fans, they just show up when it's, like, cool to show up, you know? Like, yeah, oh, sure. okay, now it's exciting, it's a thing, but... um you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm just also being stupid. Like, there's, there's, there's it's sports, man. Like, you're allowed sport, to do whatever yeah. you want. You can watch whatever you want. You can listen to whatever yeah. you want. It's sports. It's there for your enjoyment. It's just entertainment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But on your side, I will say this. If you were an anti-hinky guy and if you were, like, tanking stupid and all that, and then now you're reaping the benefits of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, yeah. then I have some issue with you. Yeah, those people you know are I mean? really not a Those are the words. words. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Like it's, it's one thing if you're like, ah, I just didn't care because they were bad. But if you're like, oh, I hate this losing, blah, 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 blah. Now it's like, oh, wow, Joel Embiid. Like, the team's yeah. good again. It's like, yeah. come well, on. How do you now. think he like, got here? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, Speaking of, you have some hot hinky takes. Give me. Give, I have some hot hinky takes. Give me a hot hinky, hinky. Oh, my God, that's hard to say. Hot hinky take. A hot take. Okay, let me say this. I am when it comes to sports and bas and particularly basketball. I I try to be as rational and and as objective as I can. Mm -hmm. Okay, so like when my guy messes up, he messed up, right? So I love I love Hinky. I love him as a you know what he did for GM. I love his philosophy in life. I share very similar philosophies like trust the process is a thing that, you know, I've been saying for, you know, 14 years as a filmmaker, you know, it's like, that's how, you know, me and Matt always talk about that because he's also a writer and it's just like, you know, that's what you want. You know, if you're a musician, it's like, you got to trust the process. You just put in good work and eventually, you know, nothing uh, happens. It doesn't pan out and you, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I thought we were talking real here, but yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the whole process over results and the new way of thinking is like something I just admire. And I, I do. I love everything about him in that. Mm-hmm. But I will say he's made a lot of mistakes and there was things that he did that caused his downfall. And I don't. And unfortunately, I have to blame him for that. And I'm not going to pretend like he is a man without faults. Like I was I'm in the cult, but I'm like one foot out of the cult. You know, like I'm the one that in the cult, they will like 
burn me at the stake, you know, because I'll be like, you know what I mean? I'll be like, ah, maybe maybe we should have started the season with a point guard. And they'll be like, kill him, burn He's him. He's a witch. He's a witch. He's a witch. He's a witch. Yeah. 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 I get no, into it on Twitter a lot for, think, for some of the things. Yeah. I think that anybody who knows anything about basketball realizes that like Hinky's downfall was the fact that he didn't communicate with the media and his draft picks sucked. Or not all of them, but Okafor. Okafor, if he didn't draft Okafor, he oh. would still be the GM. Oh, absolutely. I think. And, and oh, d- no, even 110%. Though, even though I'm not certain that that's the guy he wanted, I think management made him do that. Uh, I really, Joe, I know, I know, I'm an Joe, apologist. I'm an apologist. You're an apologist. <laughs> I just, there has been some word out there that he, it's not the guy he wanted, but you're right. Uh, he took has him. Has there? <laughs> has there? Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, Listen, there, see, and there were the rumors. Thing, I will talk about that because that's one thing that's really funny to me because in reality, I, and look, I'm I'm still asking people because I could be wrong about this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally wrong about this. Uh, but I have only found one article about ownership having say. And it was from a New York writer. And it said, a source said that ownership may have put pressure and wanted one of the big things. Didn't say they forced them. It didn't say right, that. Right, right, And it was a New York guy. And then what happened was a lot of people re- wrote about that report. So like when I ask people, I'm like, is there any evidence that it's always like, oh, look at this from uh, Rich Hoffman. I was like, Mm -hmm. no, well, Rich is citing that guy. Everyone is citing this guy and it's a little whisper down the lane. And then when you go back to it, you're like some New York writer heard that there was a source that made like it's not hard evidence. Right. And and let me put it this way. And here's my take on that. Let's say ownership was like, hey, we have to do that. I want this guy. Okay. two things. One. Ownership let him draft an injured big man at Joel Embiid. Ownership let him draft Sarge, who wasn't going to come over for two years. Ownership let him trade a rookie of the year for a pick that a lot of people was like, oh, Lakers are going to get good next year. You know, Ownership let him do whatever he wanted and never once questioned it. And then all of a sudden, they're going to show up on draft day and say, you need to draft the third center in a row. And I look at it the other way, too. If you're hinky and you can't convince ownership that drafting a slow, non-defensive center who plays like he's in 1993 and he's your literally your fourth center at the time, mm-hmm. you know, if he can't convince ownership that's a bad deal, then, then it's not going to work. Right. Overall, it's just not going to work. He's right. lost control. He can't do it. So um, I think my thing about hinky is – I think he just flew a little close to the too close to the sun. And that was his downfall. I think he was too strict to his principles, his best player available. Right. His like, look, like the other thing about that year is they didn't have a point guard to start. Right. Right. He just didn't start the season with a point guard. And he they started he, with a And he made no attempt to get one. I, I get that. None. Yeah. He started with an undrafted white dude point guard like that's not gonna work (laughs) (laughs) well listen this is not gonna work my rebuttal to all of this is just stop making sense okay (laughs) how dare you (laughs) you know what i mean yeah no i i i I do agree with you you're right there's there's no actually evidence that that they pressured hinky into taking julie okafor he did whatever he wanted and if you're if you're if you've done what he did and you had your principles and you held to your principles the entire time 
and you just made this decision based on like, oh, I think I'm going to get fired. Well, then you weren't doing what you said you were going to do to begin with. So you're right. He exactly. picked he picked Okafor. It was his yeah. downfall. And Okafor was, sucks. And I wish he had seen that coming. Exactly. <laughs> and and it's not only that, like, and here's and people are like, oh, well, the brilliance of Hinky is that, you know, you get a bunch of picks and some picks are going to miss. Right. I get that. Yeah, I get that for sure. I have no problem with the Michael Carter Williams pick. That was that. You know, yes, he could have gone, you know, Dennis Schroeder. He could have gone, you know, even Steven Adams. I, I don't buy the Giannis pick. Like, no one saw that coming. You no, know, like no, when no. people fault him for that, it's like, come on, get out of here. Yeah. You know, uh, but you're like, OK, Michael Carter Williams, like he's a tall point guard. If he learns to shoot, he could be good. You know, like he's and yeah, by I, the I get way, it. He had one decent year. It was his rookie year. season. And he traded him at the exact right time when his value was super high. You made Perfect. this point earlier. He was really good. At trading, not the necessarily best, at drafting. Yeah, although he was so good at trading, he he totally rooked the Kings. I oh mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. But but you know, and so but the Okafor pick is like, I this is where the basketball. This is where I question the basketball philosophy of it. Go ahead. It's like, I one I believe Nerlens is a great center, and we'll get to the trade later probably. I think he's great center, right? He's yeah. He could be your center. Agreed. Agreed, right? He's that's it. We have a center. We have a great center. Uh, and then Embiid comes along, and you're like, okay, but Embiid is a really special. great. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah, yeah. Like let's let's okay, he's clearly better. But is Okafor better than either of those two? No, no, <laughs> and in no way. You no, can't, he, you know, in the way the league is going, he is the exact opposite yeah. of what you want. Yeah. And that was kind of the big question about it. And then sitting right after him is Chris Stapps, who is the perfect complement to both Nerlens and Joel. Can you imagine if it had been? Let's. I don't want to do this to myself or to you, but do imagine it. Yeah, if yeah. it had been Chris Stapps and Nerlens Noel. I think about Noel. it every day. Oh my god! I think me about too. it every day. It's insane, right? It would have been amazing. It would Chris have Stapps been does, amazing. He does everything you want. To pair with him. He plays, he's a stretch four. Stretch four. Who plays defense. Incredibly good defense. He's right. Uh, the, one of the hardest workers out there, right? Yeah. They said that like his problem in Latvia was he, the gyms, he couldn't get into the gyms at night. There were no lights. Right, right. When he came to America and he's like, this is great. And Hinky was one of the few GMs who would travel to Seville to watch he him. Actually he actually scouted him. Yeah. He scouted him. There's like, there was no one who had more information on Chris Stapps than Hinky. It's and that's, he still missed. And honestly, that's the reason it blows my mind. That's the reason that I can't really buy into a hundred percent that he just chose Okafor. I'm like, really? Dude, you were the only one that was scouting this guy. Oh yeah. The only person that was scouting him overseas. And you didn't pick him. Like you didn't pick him. That's the only even thing though, I, even though that. he fits perfectly. Tor- and oh. then Okafor actually doesn't fit at all. That and, one pick changed the entire future of of this franchise seriously like going forward hinky would still be in the front office absolutely uh, noel would still be here absolutely and then you'd have a real problem with like okay joel and b is here what do we do now like what do we do but that's a great problem to have it's a great problem and it's- and then if joel still gets injured you still have like there's no there's no worries like noel's no still here yeah it's it's i my mind's gonna explode i can't even yeah. talk <laughs> <laughs> i know and then so that i think is what i mean and that's what i say where like his downfall was where so, you know, and people are like, oh, they shouldn't have brought in Jerry and all this and like, oh, well, well. it's like, but in the reality of things, you have to look at it this way. <clears throat> in the third year of the tank, right? 
we are now 0 and 19. Mm-hmm. Are we missed on the number three? We tanked for this number three pick. He looks bad. He's in Boston punching people in the face. There's yeah. no vets there to you know reel him in, quote unquote. Right. You know, there's no point guard to get him the ball. And the person you missed is in New York looking like an all-star right. and just turning the Knicks single-handedly made the Knicks relevant. And it's like, you know what? You're 0-19. Maybe this isn't good. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe we should uh, bring in maybe bring in Jerry who says, you know, why don't you get Ish Smith and let's win a game. Right. And that was the downfall. If if he had, you know, he wanted these roster spots so bad to like try these D leaguers. It's like Get your Ish Smith, win one. You're still going to tank. You still have, yeah, you're still going to tank. And you still, still, you have to win. You won nine games the whole, yeah, you have to. Yeah, and really what it comes down to is his whole system was unapologetic about what he was doing, what he was doing. The whole thing was just like, I'm doing this and I don't care and you can't stop me. And that was his downfall. Yeah, his draft picks were not great. He did get Joel Embiid, but we don't know if Joel Embiid is ever going to stay healthy, knock on wood. Um, Yep. You know, but yeah, the fact that he was just flying in the face of everyone saying that he shouldn't. And who really, you can't live your life thinking I'm going to do what everybody else wants me to. That's what I do. And I've gotten nowhere in yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm your guest. Yeah, I'm your guest. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, by the way. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and that's my big thing about it. It's also like, you know, you, I, I always look at it this way. You know, and, and people get mad. They're like, oh, well, whatever. It was working. It was this. It was that. It was like, yeah, but we're not. You have to live in the real world. Yeah. You know, if we have a startup company that you and I believe in, right? John and Joe's whatever is going to be the next Uber of whatever. And we believe in it. It's going to work. And, in, you know, we, we, we do it. We do it. We do it. If in year three we're at the place where we've pissed off all our investors, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're not giving them anything and we haven't shown progress and it just looks worse and worse. And we haven't hired, you know, anyone with any experience in our company and that like, we're probably going to, they're probably going to do something. Right. And unfortunately, you know, they're going to do something, you know, you can't do this. And when it happens, it, it hurts the whole company. And that's my kind of issue with it. It's like hinky, You'd still be here. I, I trust you more than I trust Colangelo and everyone. I speak, you know, philosophically, and I think you could be great. But you needed to play the game this, you know, yeah. just a little. Just a 10% little. 10% right. of the – You're just, right. Just, that's, just get Ish Smith. That's exactly true. Like, it, it, it is a game. The whole thing is a game. Whole the entire game. From top to bottom, it's a game. He did not play the game – he the just right way, quote unquote. And I hate that yeah. expression, but yeah, you have to play ball. What am I saying? Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to say this without doubling down on the phrase already. Uh, you have to go along with what other people want, right? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, like that's the thing. Like, and remember, year one, NBA had no problem with you. Right. Year two, NBA was like, eh. no problem. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you're drafting a broken center, but uh, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But year that, three, year when, three is when, when you start it out really, eighteen and like, yeah, and 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 you you're just drafting centers every year. And I think the main point too was that like not talking to the media, which I don't really think that's all that true. I think, I think he, that's a big thing. Yeah. No. But the other thing was like he made no attempt to get a point guard. He made no attempt to help Brett Brown at all. And like remember exactly. year three, we were all like, maybe even Brett Brown isn't that good. I was I was even like, maybe he's not great. And we yeah. don't know. Maybe he isn't great. But I love Brett Brown, and I'll, I love him. Also, his choices him. in the front office and for coaching staff, Hinkies were 
were phenomenal. Like he had some really smart people around him. The choice he made for head coach and Brett Brown, I'm just singing his praises here. Um, Brett, brilliant. Nobody, Brett. There's no other coach in the league that could have done what Brett Brown did and held that team together and not complained for three years. But you're yeah. right. Hinky was too damn stubborn. And I, I, you have to give him for credit, credit for believing in his philosophy. You have to give him credit for sticking to his guns. But you have to bend a little bit. Speaking Just of GMs, what do you yeah, think yeah. of Brian Colangelo? <laughs> Just because we're going to keep talking about Hinky yeah, like yeah, all yeah, day. We'll talk day. Forever. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah, I could. Um, here's my thing about Colangelo. I think, I think a lot. My thing is he hasn't made. I don't know if he's going to be. I don't think he'll be great by any means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's as bad as people, hinky fans expect him to be. I think there's a little of this. Uh, Obama's going to take our guns. Yeah, you emailed you know? that to me, and I was like, oh, that's, yeah, ooh, that's pretty close, right? <laughs> right. Good, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, Colangelo's going to trade our our third pick for Lou Aldang. Mm-hmm. It's like, is he though? Like, like, it's like his track record's been pretty decent. I'll say this about Brian Colangelo. Um, first of all, I hate his father. It's yes. Arrogant yes. I, I, I will say that Jerry is the worst. A dick. Uh, and, yeah. and he's an old dick. And anyway, yep. <laughs> not that I'm old being an Arizona dick. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, I've spent time in Scottsdale. I know who those people are. <laughs> wow. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, Brian has been up until the Noel trade. I'm like, he's going to be okay. He's going to, he, you know, yeah. the draft came last year and he made every choice that everybody oh, wanted. He, what a, it was he a perfect nailed. draft. He nailed it. He right. Nailed he, it. Nailed he nailed it. I was really happy about that. I'm like, well, the other thing is too, the very first time I heard Brian Colangelo speak on a podcast was with Derek Bodner. And he talked about when he was in Toronto and he threw Chris Bosch under the bus saying a that bit, yeah. you heard that one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like, and I'm like walking around Chelsea, and I'm like, what? I'm like, what is he like with these headphones on and like listening to this? I'm like, what? What? What alternate universe am I in here? Like, what? You're such an ass. Like, why would you yeah. blame Chris Bosh, the best player they've ever had in Toronto? You're saying, oh, he just wasn't that good. And I'm like, really, dude? Like, this is what you're bringing to Philadelphia now. So that scared yeah. me right from the jump. I was really nervous. His track record so far has been fine, except for the yeah. New Orleans Noel trade, which has yeah. me furious yeah, still to this yeah. day i'm so angry i get your point what you said earlier um not on the podcast but what you emailed me was that like yes they were in a really bad position nerland's noel was going to be a free agent it is now yep. a free agent you can't pay all those guys and you can't bring him back when he's miserable um but there was an obvious choice there there was an obvious if you're going to get nothing for one of two players one of your players is really valuable around the league because he plays yeah. amazing defense and he's a rim defender and he mm-hmm. he He's very light on his feet, very quick, and he can guard guys on the perimeter. This is like the premier, like this is exactly what you want in a center in today's NBA. A guy who can float out to the, to the, to the perimeter and guard guys out there while still recovering and getting back, getting back and, and blocking shots at the rim, right? Yes, his offensive game is severely limited right now, but it's coming along a bit. But what do you really want? You just want him to get lobs and dunks, right? He's such a good defender. He's worth so much in this league. And you saw when he got traded to Dallas, New Orleans Noel is going to be really good. I stand by that. He's going to be an all-star one day. Mark my words. Oh, I I, I and probably then, agree the same, same thing. Like, New Orleans was my favorite player. Same. You know, that first same. year. So good. <clears throat> but and, let, me, let me finish real quick. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, I'm on a roll. Go, go for it. And the other part was you have this guy in Okafor who sucks. 
the uh, life the out worst. of everyone. Yeah, he sucks the life out of me. He sucks the life out of you. Yeah. And it's nothing against him personally. I'm sure he's a nice kid. I'm sure he means well when he's not punching kids in the street. <laughs> yep. I'm sure yep. he means well when he's not doing 108 miles an hour over the Ben Franklin Bridge. I'm Absolutely. sure he means well when his dad's starting to kick people's asses because they don't like him. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's not his fault. Anyway, some of that might be his fault, right? But yeah, yeah. He, he has still a lot of offensive potential, but he is such a liability on defense. So you have a choice. You have two players. One is really good and valuable, at least good at one thing. The other one is not good at anything right now. And if you're going to unload them for two second round picks... You have an obvious choice. And what did Colangelo do? He made the exact wrong choice. <laughs> Go ahead. Please no, share your I, thoughts. I feel you. Yeah, I, I feel you. I, I would say this, though. I think I think Okafor is also gone. Yeah. So I don't think it was a choice. I don't think he picked. I think he was like, I'm getting rid of both these guys. Uh, you know, and I, I, I think just from early on, that was going to be the deal. That's you fair. know, yeah. So so it looks bad because it's like, oh, you kept Okafor. It's like Okafor's gone. I mean, literally, they sat Okafor because they wanted to trade him to Portland, and it fell through. It's true, you know. So I think, and and I'm fine. Like I think the New Orleans trade. You know, when it first came out that it was like, oh, a first rounder. I was like, oh, okay, great. Then it yeah. was like, wait a minute, this this first rounder isn't real. Yeah, this is a fake. Uh, first, it this was is like, fake this news. isn't a great deal. This is yeah, <laughs> this isn't a great deal. Um, and totally, like I'm not going to defend Colangelo, you know. But I will say this, you know. We, it was not. It was obvious. There's a. There was a lot of things hurting this deal, you know. And even if Hinky was there, it, things were hurting this deal. Mm-hmm. You have four centers on the team. Yeah. And you know you got to get. Everyone knows you have to get rid of them. It's. It's. You're not going to get max value on it, you know. Um, also, I think the. You know, I think really the big thing that hurt it was Nerlens went and got this fake surgery weird thing and. Hung out in Atlanta forever. He wasn't and playing team ball. He was really, he was, he was throwing a fit, basically, yeah. Yeah, and when you're like, okay, this is a, a center who, you know, who had who lost the first year of a knee injury. You know, certain teams, from what I understand, have flagged him injury-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I had someone tell me that he thought he was pretty sure the, the Suns flagged him and wouldn't draft him because of his injury reports. Uh, and then here he goes, and he has this other surgery. And it's like now this guy that's could be really good, but we're not sure how good he is, uh, is now had two surgeries in three years. You know, it's going to be tough. You know, he, his value's down. You, you, you have all these players. And then you look at like, what did Boogie Cousins get? Boogie that's Cousins true. went for, for Buddy Heald, who I'm a big buddy's buddy. I believe in him, but I understand that uh, most people don't. <laughs> and they couldn't even get an unprotected first, you know, as a top three protect. Like this is Boogie Cousins, probably the best center in the league all around. Maybe yeah. you know top five. Uh, Nurkic, you had to give a first round pick away just to get rid of that guy. And it's, Nurkic is good. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. So when you factor that in, and you're looking at okay, Justin Anderson in two seconds. Yeah, you had to take on Bogut. Like it's it's not really good. It's definitely not good. It's not right. good value, but it might end up being probably the best you could get. And I also look at it this way. You know, a lot of people were like, no, he should have just kept them, matched any offer, and traded them later, right? That's, that's, that's the that's camp the backup. I'm in. Yeah. Right? That's the camp. Now, the other side of that is... What if there's no offers and you can't trade them, right? No, no. My other side is like, I don't like this idea of holding a player hostage 
Hmm. in that you know he won't start. You know you don't want him, but you're just going to try to extract as much value as you can, and then you'll put him on the bench for as long as you can. And that's the part I don't like about that philosophy. I don't like it for Nerlens because I love Nerlens so much, right. and he deserves to start. Oh, for and sure, do his thing. So this is definitely and, great for Nerlens. Like I feel happy for that guy that he got out. You know, yeah. it sucks for us as fans because I always thought that he was Embiid insurance. Because if Embiid Absolutely. goes down, who else do you got? Now we have Rashawn I, Holmes, I, which I love Rashawn Holmes, but he's not Nerlens Noel. He's not Nerlens. He's not Nerlens. I would rather have Nerlens. But I think, I think the writing on the wall was. Nerlens was going to get a huge offer. Yeah. He deserves to start. He wants to start. He said it. He knows he can't start behind Embiid. Uh, and so, like, look, also, you know, well, I'll, as far I'll, as dealing with, with his agent and all that stuff, just being like, look, we're going to – we promise you at the trade deadline we're getting rid of you. Like, we're going to take what we can. The only other thing I got to say about that is that the only – like, one of the major problems I had is that they never really gave it any time. They didn't know – they did not know what they had between Embiid and Noel playing together. They played the, the two of That's them true. together for eight total minutes. And when they were That's, there together on the court for those eight total minutes, there looked like there could be some serious potential there. Yeah, they, maybe. They never, they never gave it a shot. And that's what gets me angry. It's like you could have had – you could have had this dynamic tandem, right? Possibly. Uh, yeah, whatever. Maybe. I mean, no one can stretch the floor. Know. So it, it, yeah, but, but defensively, at least, man, like, yeah, but you're right. Oh, defensively, absolutely. Like, I mean, once you have Simmons in there, though, like, you, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. The, the world will never work. know, and that's what kills me. Never like, know. Yeah, no, and and that's that that is the bummer of it. But you know, uh, yeah, it wasn't a great deal. But then you also factor in like well, and the lie and the lie. Like you did not get a first round pick for him. <laughs> it's two seconds, yeah, man. I Stop get trying that. to pull the wool over our eyes. It was okay, but he, here's my here's my flip to this. This is and I will defend Colangelo on this because I'm a defender. <laughs> you know, if we're gonna go with the hinky philosophy of of optionality and why not? Yeah. So you call up Dallas and you're like, let me get a first, and they're like, no. Uh, <laughs> well, come on, let me get a first. They're like, we'll protect it one through what was it like 18. an impossible one through eighteen. Yeah. Are you going to say no? And you're like, well, that'll never happen. But are you going to say no to that? Well, no, it was totally about saving face. It was totally about but, but, putting on a show. That's Hinkie, what that pick was Hinkie about. Wouldn't Hinky do that? If they were like, I'll give you, I'll give it to you, one to 18. Like in I, the off, in the impossible chance that the Mavs go on this crazy run, you would want that over just the two seconds, right? I mean, yeah, you definitely want the first, right? But I, seriously, I don't think Hinky would. We know that he's a master of trades. If nothing else, Hinky is a master of trades. I don't feel like he would have made uh, you that. You say that. You say that. But the often forgot uh, Jason Jason Thompson for uh, Gerald Wallace, right? Mm -hmm. Remember what that trade was for? It was to swap the Clippers pick with Golden State. Golden State won 73. Was, that swap was never going to happen. But in the off chance that Steph Curry broke his leg and then they fell three spots, right? So you have to take that pick, All right? right? Fair, Even fair. though it's mostly bu it's bullshit. It's a bullshit yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a bullshit thing. But if you're like, I don't know, I'd maybe Mavs win 30 games in a row. I don't know. Whatever. I'll take it. And then obviously PR loves it and they're going to run with it. They're not going to – PR is not going to say, we got most likely two second picks, but possibly – you know what I mean? They're going to yeah, say the first yeah. and stuff, so – yeah, there's optics to it, and I get it. But, like, I mean, at that same press conference, Colangelo was like, you know, I, I said I wouldn't make a bad deal. I got the best deal I could. You know, he admitted that it wasn't a great deal. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know they, what I mean? they bent me it's over. Like, it's, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. This is what happened. So, yeah, I mean, we, we just have to live with it and move forward. He, he scares me as a GM a little bit. But I think as far as his drafting goes, I, I have 
a fair amount of confidence in Brian Colangelo as a as a talent scout. I think he's made yeah. some really good picks over the years. He got Kyle Lowry to Toronto. He he you know I think he's okay. I think I'm yeah. just I'm a little and like judging by his draft picks last year, he he knocked it out of the ballpark. I feel really Absolutely. comfortable about that. And then also one one thing, uh, his his main guy, uh, Mark Eversley. Mm-hmm. I've got to meet him, and I I did get to meet Calandra a little, and I had some some talks with them at the All Star game. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So the truth comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I also talked to Hinky so, that night, too. But oh, I also you? talked oh. to Hinky that night. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> but, um, but, but from my understanding, Mark is the kind of like the super scout. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and the word on the street from sources is that Mark made the TLC pick and the, and the Cork Moss pick. So at least whatever you think about Brian, he does have good, smart people around him, too. Yeah. That, no, the, and he, you know they're the guys from. He brought him from Toronto. So, right, 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 right. You know, so yeah, but I, yeah. I mean, look, I look. It could all go down in flames. Well, let's hope not. Jesus, let's, let's hope, hope not. not. <laughs> let's hope not. You know, um, real quick. So we, we, yeah. we're like way over time here, but it's I'm fine. good though. Are you good? Yeah, I'm fine. I, I just like time. I'm tired of editing so much. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but actually, don't I'm, edit it. Let's just. Let's I, just I might just it. put this whole thing up, even though I sound like let's an do idiot. Do it, man. I, I, what I my method is just like to try and edit out the parts where I sound dumb, which is most of the podcast. I... So, <laughs> so it's a lot of editing for me usually. You know, we used to we used to do the same thing, and then we just realized like people just just whatever. We're just dumb. That's who we are. That's, that, <laughs> I, That's I, our quote-unquote voice. I disagree, <laughs> but I do like your voice. It's very soothing. Uh, yeah. like, real quick, do, have you followed, like, do you follow college ball at all? Uh, a little, yeah. Like, more so previous years, just because that's all as Sixers fans we had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so this year I actually got to watch some Sixers game, which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, and look forward to it. So I didn't scout as much, but, but I have been ramping up thinking about who to draft. So I, I do have some opinions. So what's your opinion? Who do you think the Sixers should, who would you like them to take at number three? Cause I have, I think I'm, I barely done any, any YouTube scouting yeah. yet, but I think I have my guy and I want to hear who yours is. Okay. So my, I would say my, should we say it on three? Should we both say it on three? What? No, don't. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. No, no. Are, are we assuming that Fultz and Lonzo have been taken? Uh, well, apparently Lonzo might not be taken yeah. by the Lakers. So I don't know. Um, Okay, so who do you want? Who do you want? I I love Lonzo. Do you? I love Fultz. I I think Lonzo would be great as well. Uh, I really like Malik Monk. All right, that's fair. And 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 then I would probably so my order would probably be maybe Lonzo Fultz tied ish, uh, Malik, and then Dennis Smith. Dennis, Smith. and then probably and then Josh Jackson. Probably after. Really? I got none yeah. of those guys. Although oh, Malik, really? Yeah. I want to hear who you got. Who do you got? <laughs> I am firmly in the Jonathan Isaac camp. Oh, no! I, <laughs> yeah, dude, I know. He's another big. But here's my thing. No, what are you doing? Okay, Here, let's Here's hear my it. thing. He's not, he's not a power forward. He's not a small forward. The dude is a two-guard in a really long, rangy body. He, if you put true. him at the two-guard, he's going to change the NBA. I'm telling you now. Mark my words. Joe Borelli said it first. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac <laughs> is a two guard who is going to. Well, he he could he could be really good as a two he guard. Could, he, he could he could. Um, I have my worry. The the so the inside word I've heard uh, from people who know him and and or you know. Do you know a lot of people around the NBA? Uh, I work at Fox Sports. All oh, right, you told me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah, that's, that's uh, so some of my guys. Yeah, so I got some <laughs> I got some inside sources. Uh, but one of my writers uh, said. The thing about Jonathan Isaacs is he is the best player on the court. He just doesn't know it. 
Mm-hmm. And that's his downfall is he's he doesn't have the dog in him right now that like give me the ball I am I am a two guard I'm a six ten two guard I will destroy you because there's nothing you can do about it right uh, and I think that's one of the things that scouts have knocked him for is the aggression and that you know you know they keep calling him like oh is he this kind of three and D role player um, and I think that's the difference between him and some of the other guys that are like you know killers so sell me on Malik Monk real quick. Here's what I'm going to sell on Malik Monk. Uh, he is, he fits perfectly with the Sixers. Yes, agreed. And I know, I know, I know, I know fit is, you know, whatever. Fit is whatever right now. Mm-hmm. But I also think his downfall of a shooting guard, right? He's the best shooter in the draft, yeah. right? And he can hit big shots and he rises up and we've seen him and he, I think he's really, really good. Uh, he's more athletic than we we think that's the thing too. I didn't realize how much of an athlete he is. He's oh, he's an athlete. insanely hoppy. I mean, like he's yep. so fast. I didn't realize because you only think of him as a shooter because he's so as good as a shooter. Yep. But go on. And I also think, uh, you know, he didn't get to showcase a lot of his game because he played at Kentucky with De'Aaron Fox, who was the ball handler. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think he has more dribbling skills. I think he has more passing skills than. You know, and he's super advanced at playing off the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look at the Sixers, you got Ben Simmons, point guard. Now you have Malik Monk. And because he's a little smaller, he can guard the point guard. He's big enough to guard point guards. Right. Probably not big enough to guard shooting guards, but it's the perfect fit. Where he is your guy that will get open every time. Simmons can find him. He's a knockdown three shooter. He's more athletic. He can ca- catch lobs, things like that. Uh, and I just like... I just think he's a bit like in this league of value, how valuable three point shooting is. It's just like, man, that guy, that's what he does. Yeah. You know, and and people are, and I know there's been some knocks on him. Like, well, is he going to be, you know, uh, do do you follow Mark Whittingham on Liberty Ballers? Yeah. He's also on our network, uh, you know, on the draft pod. Uh, You know, his thing is like, well, is he going to be as elite of a shooter as JJ Redick or uh, Kyle Korver? I don't know. And it's like, yeah, but, He's 10 times the athlete. Fair. My only worry about him is that he it would be the third overall pick. And if he's close to his ceiling now, I mean, obviously he'll improve. But, like, if he just becomes a shooter, what do you have? Did you Was he worth the third overall pick? I, I would rather take a guy who I think has some super high upside. And, and, and I agree. So here's my next question. But, like, but, do you think? But, but, go ahead. But I think his upside is that high. Yeah. Because you when you he, look at it. Because, like, when you look at it, it's like, what's Steph Curry, right? Right. A well, short, great three-point shooter with a little – I mean, his handle's sick. But let's say he doesn't get to Steph Curry. What's, who's, what's Devin Booker, right? Yeah, but Devin Booker's got size. Devin Booker's like 6'7", right? He's big. Yeah, he's and, big. He's a big he guy. And he can handle. And he can – And he can handle. And he's not – Yeah. Yeah. But he's, but, he's but, so – I think he's just much more of a complete player than the Malik Monk is. I mean, obviously, he's been in the league, but – yeah, I, I I don't think, I don't know I I think I think if you're looking at what the Sixers need, how good he will be because like the way the team is built takes away all the things that his deficiencies like I don't think Malik Monk would be great on another like if you put him on the Kings I don't think it'll work I think yeah. if you put him on the Knicks it won't work but I think in this spe- specific team this specific place he could be so good you know. 
that's, um, that's, but I also feel that way with like a Dennis Smith. Yeah. You know, that's fair. So, well, well, let me ask you this then. Would you, cause, because I think that taking Malik Monk at three is a bit of a reach. Would you trade down if you were the Sixers and still try and get him? I mean, yes. That seems like a popular, possible. yeah. It seems like a popular if, thing to do right now. I, I think it's one of those things that if it could happen, absolutely. Like if you can move back a spot to the Suns, if you can move back to the Kings, you mm. know, if you can convince them that, hey, someone's going to, the King, you know, you know, someone's going to take De'Aaron Fox, you know, like, and the Kings want him or whoever, fine. But at the same time, like, you know, if you know he's your guy, I don't believe in reach. You know, if you get the best guy, there's no reach. You know, like, well, right. you know, Steph Curry would have been a reach. Devin Booker would have been a reach. But now we're all going back like, damn, why didn't we yeah. pick him? There's no reach. You, you get the, you know, Okafor wasn't a reach. <laughs> he was the guy that everyone told you to pick right there, yeah. right? He was, but, and look where we're at. No, you know, that's true. So, and, um, and honestly, I do with these top guys too, with like the top six or seven or eight, there I don't think you would be. Well, you might be. Yeah, I use the word reach, but like, yeah, they're all pretty much interchangeable. They all offer something, and they're all pretty good prospects. And they're all the, really good prospects. Yeah. yeah, and they all have certain flaws, you know. And it's and look, but still, the, I, I think the floor of this draft is just much higher than like say last year or. The year before, I just feel like the floor is really high. Maybe none of oh, those yeah. guys will ever pan out to be superstars, but they're all going to be really good. Oh, absolutely. And my thing is, you know, everyone keeps saying like, oh, Fultz, Fultz, number one, Fultz, number one. You can't tell me right now that he is definitely going to be better than everyone else. Right. I don't I don't buy that. You know, I think everyone is. I, I think this is a draft that everyone has their their, you know, mock drafts and their big boards and stuff. I don't think you should judge who you think these players will be until you see what team they show up on. Yeah. You know, cause like Dennis Smith on one team is not Dennis Smith on the other team. That's you know absolutely I mean? true. And you can also yeah. make the same, you can make the same argument about o- Okafor. If he had gone to somewhere else, like the, he Hornets, would still be slow and he would horrible. still be slow and bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I would, I would love, I'm, I'm just going to say, here's the other thing. You know, one thing we like to do as fans is we say, like, this guy, this guy, this guy. And unless you really meet the people, it's hard. Like, if you meet Malik Monk and he's kind of lazy and just not good, you know, and it just, well, then don't pick him. You know, then I would say, oh, pick Dennis Smith. Or, you know, if you meet, you know, Jonathan Isaac and he's like the man and you're like, no, no, this guy has it, then take him over Josh Jackson. You know what I mean? So there's so much of the, the little things that, we as fans don't get to understand. Right. And I think when, you know, look, if you interview everyone and, and I'm not a big fan of Tatum, but if he's the one that stands out and he, you know, the pedigree is there and the coaches say like, no, this is the guy, you know, like I'm not going to knock you for, for doing that. Uh, but I think we're going to be in a good spot. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, I could see Jonathan Isaac. I could see Colangelo swinging, swinging for him. And just saying, like, this is the guy. This is a two guard. He's going to be sick. Yeah, I seriously. When everybody anybody brings him up and they talk about him as a power forward, I'm like, nah, he's a two guard, man. He's got yeah. He's he's a two guard. I'm telling you, he's a really long rangey two guard. I think he could really be good. Uh, Can you imagine a lineup with like Ben Simmons, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Covington, Embiid, and Sarge? Dude, that's the biggest team. I know it's and and it's not just like they're big. They're not slow, except for except for Sarge. Like they can all move their feet. They can all defend. 
it would be insane. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, yeah, my guess is they don't pick Monk, though. I think it'll be Lonzo if he falls. I think it'll be Dennis Smith. Or I still think they, they probably like Josh Jackson. Yeah, Josh Jackson's his shot scares the hell out of me. It's and he's yeah. so good otherwise. He's so good at everything else, but his shot scares the hell out of me. Yeah, it's pretty wonky. I don't know, but you don't know. You, know you don't what I mean? know. Like, you don't know. You know. You get you get him in the gym and you, you try to coach him a little, and he's like, "Okay, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to do this." Then he might end up being a better prospect. You it's know? true. He, like you said, he's so good at everything else. But if you kind of study him and you're like. No, nah, there's no way this dude, you know, he's a year older than everyone. His shot's going to be that, you know, but, and so that may not fit in with the Sixers because we need shooters and his skills kind of overlap with, you know, Simmons and, and Sarge Robert and stuff. Young. Yeah. Yeah. And Covington and, you know, but on a team like the Suns, he might be perfect. He might you know, be really he might good. Be an all-star. He might be great. So that's, who knows? that's absolutely true. They should, they should be hoping that he drops to them because that would be a great oh, fit for him. For, he would, it would be perfect for, for them. both. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, just to go back to your real quick thought about like the GMs are, are privy to information that we'll never get. They're, they're yeah. in these interviews and stuff. Listen, just, just to bring it home a little bit. And so everyone can relate to this. I've dated girls in my past where I thought they were great. And other oh, people yeah. are telling me, they're like, dude, she's insane. Get away from her. <laughs> like, doesn't, it doesn't ever work out right. Right. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I finally did make the right decision. <laughs> Smart. Good. Good. Yeah. Congratulations. You yeah, learn, yeah. you grow and you learn. You learn. So I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that Brian Colangelo will have. Yeah. You got to date a couple Andre Bargnani's. Exactly. To like, you know, that was going to be my your point. Ben Simmons. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. We hope. Oh, you had real quick before we go. You had Ben Simmons takes that I want to hear. Oh, I think Ben Simmons. And I'm not just saying this because he's on the Sixers and, I, and I'm not. I know it feels like I'm saying that, but <clears> I <throat> think. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said this at LSU, too, while he was playing at LSU. I think Ben Simmons is going to be one of the five best players in the league very soon. I think when you look at now, and the problem is people knock the shooting, and I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. But he is a 6'10", possibly 7-foot point guard yep. who rebounds like hell, who has the greatest court vision already as a 19 year old it's insane it's it's crazy. insane like lsu was so bad and he dominated mm -hmm. and then you, like those few games at sixers summer league right and granted it's summer league but he was playing with he made tj mcconnell look like james worthy yeah. you know like yeah. rashawn holmes was like deandre jordan he's catching lobs he's doing it. tlc was cut and these are guys who never played before yeah you know together don't know what they're doing aren't you know, I mean, it's TJ McConnell, TLC, and Rashawn. They're they're okay. They're not. They're you know. I love still, TLC. They, I love him. But but yeah. game one of summer league, he's been in America for two months. Like, he's not going to be where he was at, where he will be at. Right. How many you know? games did he play before he got injured? I forget. Was it two or three, or was it just one? Well, uh, who? Ben Simmons. Sorry. Oh, he played it, all summer league. He played all summer league. Okay. Yeah, he played like. Three or four of the Oh, he games, got injured yeah. in the last one, right? He got the very last one. He got injured in practice. Did he? I feel like I yeah, watched yeah. him. Um, are you sure? I feel like yeah, I watched Sean, him land Sean on Long. Sean Long's foot. No, no, that was practice. Was it practice? That All was right. like like a couple weeks right before the season. Um, oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but you're right. It's coming back to you. You just watch the way he play. Now, and again, his shooting sucks. It's not. It's not there. I don't think it's that but, bad though. And I no, no. And he's got. He's 20. He's yeah. got seven years till his prime. To be able to like, but, but when you look at that archetype, you know, 
the way I watch LeBron James play, that's how I, wa- I anticipate Simmons playing. He is just always a mismatch. Mm-hmm. No, no power forward is going to be able to guard him besides mm-hmm. like Draymond. And you switch on him, and now you have a little guard trying to guard a 6'10 guy with the best vision. The way that he would drive and then just find the open man. And when you watch LeBron play that way, it's just insane. Yeah. And I think like that, there's no way that's not going to work. Um, you look at someone like Giannis, right? Why is Giannis so special? It's not because he shoot. He can shoot. He can't shoot. Right. He still can't shoot well. Nope. But he's a 6'11 point guard. Yep. You know, and that's what Ben Simmons is. And this whole idea that, like, oh, he's not a point guard. He's not that. It's like, shut up. Like, the dude is <laughs> he's a point guard. been a point guard yeah. his whole life. Yeah. He's so good. Um, Some of the passes he was making in summer league, by the way, I mean, absolutely floored me. And what else? I mean, against against like lesser competition for sure. But he was his defense also blew me away. I didn't oh, think he was so that good. good of a defender. And he, no. I, I totally agree with you. If he stays healthy, knock on wood, the kid, the ceiling is, is so high is outer space so for him. I, I mean, I think it's out of space. It's, You're right. Oh, God. I and can't you, wait. And, you, and like, here's the simple fact. Look who signed him. Yeah. LeBron's team. Yep. Look who's been mentoring him. And LeBron James. LeBron James doesn't do that. No, he doesn't. He doesn't do that to people. And there but he are... watched this kid and was like, yeah, this is the future. And by the way, he's gotten LeBron comparisons. You can't help but do it. There's so many similarities there. He's he's almost a, not a mirror image, but they have so many similarities. The driving to the lane and kicking and the passing ability. LeBron James does not get out. Well, maybe he does, but that dude is one of the best passers of our generation. Of all time, of I all think. time, yeah, yeah. Or maybe think, of right. all time, yeah. And they're yeah. they're both on that level. I mean, and and yeah. Simmons is just coming in, like it's it's crazy. You're right. He has. And, Go ahead. Endless potential. And remember, he's unselfish. Yeah, like yep. that's the thing, and that's why that's and and it's like you surround the shooters with them. You surround. You put Embiid trailing. He's your defensive anchor. He's trailing. He hits threes at an incredible rate. He put four other shooters around him, and that team is going to be is going to dominate. Yeah. I don't care who's on that team. You get me, you know, TLC. You get me, Corkmaz. You get me a couple shooters, a couple backups, Sarich, and it's just like, man, I love passing. I love beautiful basketball and a really and long him. two guard in Jonathan Isaac. It's going to be oh amazing. yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> him and Sarich. Like that's why I always love Sarich coming into the draft because like these guys. Just pat. Like, yeah. And I think that's that's my thing with Lonzo Ball, not to switch topics, but like he might he might be the best player out of everyone. Like I have look, to scout him on YouTube. I haven't watched him yet. Yeah, at okay. All. <laughs> and and here's my thing with with some of the other players, and uh it's like when you have such great basketball IQ and such great vision and you don't need the ball every time. You want to pat, to make other people better. Mm-hmm. That That is the key to success. That's why Golden State's so good. That's why Draymond's so good. If Draymond was a scorer and just wanted the ball every time, right. he'd be, it, he wouldn't be that good. He wouldn't be Draymond Green, right. He wouldn't be Draymond Green. You know, it's the guys who make these, what they, you know, the hockey pass, the, right. the, the pass before the other pass. That's what these guys do. And it's like our foundation is based around Ben Simmons. And it's like, I think he'll end up being more valuable than Embiid in the long run. The only you thing, know? the only thing that bothers me about this whole thing is that, like, 
Hinky laid the groundwork for the for all of this, and Brian Colangelo is going to reap the benefits for the draft picks. Actually, I'm fine with it. I don't get me wrong. I'm fine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just like you maybe know it I mean? is the best of. Maybe we're thinking about this wrong. Maybe it's the best of both worlds. Maybe you needed Hinky to set the whole thing up, and then a guy who really knows how to draft. I, I to think knock so. down the pins. Maybe that's to what it really down, is. And you know what? And and here's the thing too. I mean, look, when they brought in Brian, it was clear that, and, and this is one thing we always forget too. You know, Hinky wasn't technically fired. No, he left. Right, he, he was left. pushed out the door. But yeah, he was he pushed left. out the door. And he and and granted, you know, if that happened to me, and that once did happen to me in a job where they hired someone over me, and oh wow, and I was like, you know what? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I quit. You know? Wow, good and for you, Hinky. Yeah, and Hinky should have done the same. Of course, he was going to quit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, Hinky's strength was like with a guy like Daryl Morey. You know, Morey will play the game. He'll Morey will play the game. He'll do that. He'll do all that stuff. You know, keep you in check. Like, hey, great, but right. we also need a point guard. We also need this. You know, the it wouldn't have worked with Hinky and Brian, obviously, because you know Brian wants to be the man. He wouldn't listen, but. I think that, you know, Hinky as the number two might be his sweet spot. Now, or I honestly think the best thing to happen to Hinky was probably this. Because the legend continues. Mm-hmm. You know, all his work has been proven right. Yep. Absolutely been proven right. You know, and we could still knock him for the things he made in mistakes. But here's the thing. The guy's so smart, he learned from his mistakes. Yeah. and he'll His be- next stop, he's going to be like, all right. I'll win 13 games. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll do what the Lakers did. This, I'll, you the know. The Sixers were the first girlfriend for him. The next exactly. team might be the wife. The next that might be the wife, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm uh, going to root for him wherever he goes, but I'm going to be oh, really absolutely. pissed when they beat the Sixers. <laughs> uh, not going to happen, man. Ain't no one stopping Simmons and Embiid. I hope so. Listen, man, anyway, we should get off. We've been like okay. an hour and a half now talking. But yeah, let's do it. John, Great. thank you so Great. much for coming on. No Plug problem, your yeah. stuff again and... Uh, Tell everybody where they can oh, okay. see you. Okay, yeah. So, so, so hit us up on the Almighty Baller Network. You got us uh, at Super Hoopers. Uh, yeah, our podcast with me and uh, my brother in basketball, Matt Hill. Um, we kind of, you know, we don't we talk a little Sixers, but uh, you know, we we go into all sorts of things. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at J Hill Namin N A H M E A N. It's a horrible name. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Do it. Stick to your yeah. guns, man. Anyway, yeah. thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we should, oh, man, it's been a pleasure. do this again. If you guys ever want me to hop over there and say some Oh, we will. Nonsense. Yeah, we want, we want to have you on, man. It'd be yeah, great. Yeah, hit me up. All right. Cool, man. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Peace. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, everybody. John Hill from Super Hoopers. And thanks again, John, for coming on. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.